0: You don't have treatments, you don't keep up at home. Your skin is starving for nutrients. It perceives the salts and the gags and everything else in that hyaluronic acid as a nutrient and sucks it right up. So that's why you look flat.
1: everyone to skin connections the podcast i am your host gay wardle in skin connection i interview some of the most amazing thought leaders influencers and educators in our industry and talk to them about everything skin and science As far back as the early 1960s, this visionary and pioneer in alternative methods of natural pharmacology became aware that something was missing in the way skincare was approached. Inspired by his own severe bouts of acne, he began treating his own skin with chemistry that the human body recognises. Danae was the first scientist to recognise the powers of enzymes for the hydrolysation of dead cells in the skin. He created the now renowned Remove, Rebuild, Protect and Maintain system. I love that. Danae Montague King strongly believes that, that there should be a positive working relationship between the medical and aesthetics professions. To achieve this, Danae has worked with some of the leading physicians and surgeons throughout the world to elevate the importance of proper skincare for healthy skin maintenance, surgical alternatives, scar revision, and pre and post-operative care. Anyone who has met this amazing person or listened to one of his lectures will understand why he's become a figure of the popular media. I am beyond excited to present to you today this incredible man who I call a friend as well. I love him to death and have the most respect for him. Please welcome Danae.
0: Hi, how's it? <laughs> no, that's South Africa. How's it? <laughs>
1: you look beautiful. You look amazing.
0: You're giving me too much youth. I'm 78 years old, my darling.
1: Well, I've got to tell you, you only look 40.
0: Oh, geez. You need a seeing eye dog, a white cane and diamond. (laughs) Never. Yeah, well, you know, to be honest with you, you have to look like what you do. And that's why I've always been very, when you mentioned the male vanity bit. not so much for myself, because I live in a very sequestered estate. You, I think you visited. Uh, and I have a normal life with my partner. Uh, and I don't give a shit how I look. I can say that word <laughs> recording. But I do care what the people see when they come to see me. Because if you're sitting there talking about uh, regeneration of skin and age management and all those sorts of things, you look 100 years old. Where's your credibility, right? So I go to a great deal of trouble to practice what I preach. And sometimes it's a big pain in the bone, to be honest with you. And I'll say, no, I'm not going to do that tonight. I want to lay down, get your butt in the bathroom and carry on down. So I do. I I have several injections. Uh, I'm not talking about cosmetic. I'm talking about HRT and also uh, human growth hormone. And uh, I do quite a bit of supplementation. So it's not all just topical. But I do practice what I preach.
1: I love the fact that you actually believe that we need to work topically and internally because it's so important that we do that. But my first question to you, Danae, is you've been around for a long time. And I don't mean, I mean, you've just been such an uh, industry expert and you've given so much to this industry. You've seen it all. You are a leader in our industry and, you know, you probably are, well, I know, I'm not saying probably you are the top of the of the tree when it comes to this industry. You're a wealth of knowledge. You've seen industry grow and you've seen fads come and go. I have to ask you, what is the biggest fad that you have seen come and go?
0: Well, it's probably going to end up to what we're going to talk about, uh, I mean, there's lots of silly fads that come and go, machines, and you know, I'm not going to detail because some of your listeners will get their back up because they're doing these things, you know, and God bless them. Uh, I wish we had the time to actually illustrate each of these things, which are not good, and tell why and what to look out for, but that's another time. I would just use that word peel, the latest peel, the green peel, the blue peel, the red peel, <laughs> peel, peel, peel. You know, that's the fad that comes and goes, comes and goes and never seems to go away. You know, we just get one generation trained scientifically and how to think logically, explain why that word is such a misnomer, and uh, they'll be fine. And then two years down the line, boom, it's all back again. Uh, We've had distributors say that they're mad because such and such a competition company is coming in with their new pale and everyone's buying it or uh, I've had other distributors around the world, I see the word peel in their promotions and I ring them up and say, you know, that's not a good word, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, I know, I know, but that's what the therapists want. Well, you know what? I don't give a bloody, you know, what about what the therapist want. I give a, you know what, about what they must have and what actually gives good long-term life-changing results to elevate their status, to elevate their income, to elevate their position in the community. Not what they think they want because of some trendy buzzword or some TikTok thing or so you know Facebook or whatever. And you know, you've seen Facebook Day. You see, it's riddled with all kinds of miracles now that people can do at home. <laughs> so you know, so we have to we have to keep on educating no matter what. With Facebook, I think you
1: know that's uh, can be a very dangerous platform because people are using that as an educational platform. So they're not getting the true education that they should be getting, especially if they are using these peels. So they, as they as they call them, um, you know, they, they're just creating more harm to the skin than they could ever imagine.
0: Oh, they had one, we actually made fun of it on it. We did our own, we, I've got a great marketing team. And they're all young millennials. And so they're really good with TikTok. <laughs> you know, get people's attention, be crazy. And there was this one we're showing, it was slapping uh, toothpaste and something else on the face, and then suddenly little bits come out of the skin. it looks like someone took a graphic artist pencil and drew hairs or something, but it's supposed to be pimples or blackheads or whatever. And then the next shot was this flawless porcelain skin. So we actually did a mockery of it during the class. We had our class of of experts and we asked them what they thought of it. And they all laughed insanely on camera. You know, it was just jokes. But uh, Facebook can be good on one hand, Uh, It's been very good for DMK simply because we are a huge family and some fledgling newbie who just got his or her certification will put a bad case up on Facebook and say, I tried this, this and this. Anybody can help me out further. And within a day or two, we've got DMK doctors from Ukraine or Russia, DMK therapists from Australia, England, all over the place coming back and giving them supportive advice. I think that's terrific. It doesn't cost anything. And it's wonderful, wonderful support. But on the other hand, then we've got the people that slap a before picture up without any details and go, what do I do? And I'm so angry because I actually I did it once. I said, who in the hell was your trainer? I put that on a post. And boy, did I get bad feedback from that from my colleagues here at the office from randy drew everybody you don't say that uh as it turned out she was well trained but she just wasn't thinking you know and you just don't put these cases out in front of the public and ask for universal help when you're a dmk practitioner It makes us look bad but you're right there's people slamming a lot of phony things up there now that lead people to believe that this is going to be the absolute finito life-changing thing if they just put on this big peel.
1: Absolutely. And there's one thing that you said, you know, with um, you asked about education. And I just find that often when you know people are giving advice, it's from you know people that have not continued their education or they've read it in a magazine, you know, not, not an educational journal. And I they're giving advice.
0: Yeah, cut and paste in Google. Yeah. No, but you know, you've been an intrepid educator for a very, very long time, even before social media. And one of your the one of the nicest things about you is when you teach, you teach in an affirmative manner. You draw them in with, doesn't that sound right? Or isn't that sound good? You you know, you leave a little question at the end of every statement that includes them. So they feel you're part of them and they listen to what you say. you're pretty damn good. First time I heard you, I was gobsmacked. I thought, my God, <laughs> she's great, uh, <laughs> anyway. thank
1: you, But you know what, I've, I've been a very advocate of education and the d education is second to none, I've got to tell you. So can I just ask you, what sure. do you say when you hear the promise of the next greatest piece of technology? or the cream that claims to give you the most youthful skin, turn back time, you know, take away those wrinkles in two applications.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, that would be nice if that were true. And I might say that could I ever do such a thing? Yeah, come pretty close to. Uh, Unfortunately, those kinds of things are, are extremely expensive to make. I think the closest we came already is the transgenesis cream, you know, universally. But still in all, you cannot get rid of hyperpigmentation, retides, glycation wrinkles, or any of that in a one-off of any one product. It's a series of applications and treatments, going back to the old remove, rebuild, protect, and maintain. Those are literal categories. I didn't just make those up you know, it looks cute on a t-shirt, RRPM, and then a hashtag and blah, 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 yeah, I know. But when I first thought of those categories, I was really thinking, okay, let's clean the house first. Let's get rid of the old and redundant cuticle buildup, not peel, let's get rid of what's the the defense mechanisms that are so obvious that, that you don't like when you look in the mirror, okay? Now we have a clear field. We've got to set up a protocol that will bring that tissue that's alive back to the way it was supposed to be originally. Nobody, everybody ages much faster than they really have to. I mean, I go to the supermarket. I wanna kick people in the bum. I see older people like me, sometimes 10, 15 years my junior. They look like my great grandmother or grandpa. I just wanna go up and shake them and say, why did you let this happen? You didn't have to. I mean. Take off your clothes tonight. Look at the skin on your tits. It's 20 years younger looking, honey. Got it? Why'd you let that happen? Yeah, and Because that analogy never fails to make people think. Because it's true. The real age is here. And it's been covered by clothing away from solar attack and, and uh, pollutants and everything else that we walk around with. The face, the hands, the neck. Nikolata is hanging out there all the time. Yeah. Although one time in Sweden, it was so funny, I was bringing this up in a lecture and this tall blonde woman deeply tanned, stood up and said, well, these two are old. <laughs> and I said, yeah, do you, you go bare breasted in the sun? Yes. All the time. I say, well, that's fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, where were we? Oh, so there is never going to be anything that is going to do everything. It's absolutely impossible. And thank God, or we, you and I wouldn't be talking, we wouldn't have an industry to work in, you know? we yeah. would be all plastic surgeons. And even surgery, as good as it is, and I've known the best, is only removal of skin that has lost all elasticity, the reworking of underlying muscles, things like that, but it does not give you new skin. does not. Okay, that's why we work so well with with good uh, cosmetic surgeons is because they know that if a patient comes in that's been on DMK for a long time or even just three months prior to their surgery, that they're going to have hardly any scars, they're going to have much faster healing, they're going to have a better looking surgery, working hand in hand, and it's going to stay that way much longer afterwards. They know that. And so we work very well with them.
1: Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. the um, fillers, and and people call it. I call them quick fixes. Where people want ah. to look more youthful, so they they go to an injector and have their face full of hyaluronic acid, and you know, fill it up. And well, that
0: happens to be off to good fillers. They're not as common as you might think. Most of them think they are, but they're just the staple gun effect, don't you? <laughs> I think Absolutely. no. There's nothing wrong with Botox and fillers. They are temporary, but they do not last very long in skin that is starving for nutrients. I've seen this happen over and over again. Old friends of mine in their 80s in Palm Springs that have a lot of money. And in fact, I saw when he just passed away, God rest his soul, a few months ago. And uh, I said, you know, Stefan, you need to go and have some fillers here and there. And he goes, I just did last week. It's been a fortune. And nothing's got it's gone. And I looked and I said, you know why it's gone? It's because you don't have treatments. You don't keep up at home. Your skin is starving for nutrients. It perceives the salts and the gags and everything else in that hyaluronic acid as a nutrient and sucks it right up. So that's why you look flat, you know, and have deep uh, retides and nasal labials and things like that. And it's true, Uh, all of our practitioners do offer both Botox and fillers the best ones uh, especially our doctors they, it goes hand in hand but you know as time has gone by Dave, they've gotten more and more into the topical treatments uh, as they see better results you know and, and they don't depend strictly on fillers now our Russian doctors at first we call them the you know the injectors of the world they have an injection for everything and uh, you know if they raise a nose and oh it's amazing what they do. But even they have gone more and more into the topical treatment using the fillers as kind of a touch up, you know, at the end. Once oh. it's nice and healthy, it'll hold that hyaluronic acid mix in there much longer. You know, oh. Botox will last longer. Yeah,
1: look, I, I'm a firm believer of Botox. I had my, my injections uh, for Botox to slow down those that are wrinkles from appearing but I think what my my thing is that people have these treatments but they don't look at their skin their complexion and they have this old skin that has full of pigmentation or you know is and then they go and get it filled and it looks ridiculous and I firmly believe that we need to work with both like if oh, yeah. get the skin healthy when you're doing these treatments and then you'll have amazing results.
0: Well, it's it's basically a, a standard regimen that becomes more copious as you get older. But you have to put the priority of, well, it has to be a priority of why you're doing this. You see, if you're a public face or if you're a teacher or if you're going to be on social media a lot, then yes, you owe it to yourself. Don't just rush out and do things because you think that you can attract a man or a woman or something like that. I tell all women, in fact, my third book I'm thinking about will be Kick to the Curve at 50. Uh, Women that turn 50 and the husband drops dead of a heart attack or he runs off with a bimbo. The kids are grown, there she is. What's she gonna do for the rest of her life? Because she spent the first part of her life having everything for a man. Well, this is time yourself, honey. And anything that you do to improve, whether it be liposuction, weight loss, your boobs lifted, your butt enhanced, your face, is for you, not for anybody else. And then everything starts happening. Careers elevate. You find yourself doing things you dreamed about when you were young, before you got married. So all of these treatments, yeah, one thing to keep the skin healthy. Yes, I'm very big on that. That takes consistent treatment and home prescriptors. But it's another thing to think of these tweaks as necessary to be in public or to be period or to get a man or a partner or whatever you don't do it you do everything for yourself
1: so true you've created a product that literally changes people's lives and i know that i work with the product i love the product i've seen the differences that i personally have made using your incredible product to people's lives Four words that I live by every day when I go into my clinic remove, rebuild, protect, and maintain. So, what do you say to the therapist who work outside these guiding principles and work with the belief that they have to peel the skin to achieve results? Is there a place for them? If so, what and when would you
0: use them? First of all, you're talking about semantics. Let's take the word peel itself. Now, to the aesthetic world and to the public, it, the connotation, it's the absolute finito. It's the grand treatment that removes everything. I've got to get this new peel. I've heard it over and over and over again. And as we said earlier, I've even had some of our top educators cave in because and uh, put it in their advertising because they think that's what the therapists or the public want to see. And my response is, no, we don't do what they think they want to see we do what we know is right and has results and we teach them and sometimes it's tough love smack them down do it right okay so the word keel itself is an inappropriate term it suggests that our skin is like an onion and all we have to do is rip a few layers off voila everything changed and fixed first of all there's no such thing as layers those cartoons that are taught in beauty school, showing the epidermis, the dermis, the subcutis, et cetera, is only for illustrative. It's not how the skin really is. If you look at a section of skin under a microscope, uh, you see cells changing configuration and blending and mixing together as they ascend to the surface and replace itself with with, uh, defense mechanisms, okay? So it's really not in tort-like layers you can peel. I've heard people say, well, how many layers are you going to peel off? And the therapist will say, oh, about 12. No, <laughs> that's imprecise, wrong, but it's satisfying to the customer, so they have the job done. And to the therapist, it's well, anything to get them on, on the table so I can collect that whatever money, you know, and help them out. So the word peel has to be thrown away uh, completely. And I want a big campaign. You know, I'm old now and I'm rich and I don't have to care about anything. I can walk out the door and retire forever. You know, God bless me. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick out this one single thing and attack it. I'm supposed to appear um, in Russia in February. People say, oh, my God, Siberia. Yeah, it is. But I like it. I can wear my fur coat without somebody throwing paint on it. But anyway, I'm going to talk about it to those doctors there. You have to change your nomenclature. Don't say peel say, okay, in our age management series, we are going to be removing via exfoliation, via hydroscopic removal with AHAs, you know, anything that we do, there's a technical term that you tell the clients. And they might never have heard that before. And they go, oh, yeah, all of that's gonna be removed. Now, once we get the door open, the crap out of the way, You can really get to work on the ongoing rebuild of your tissues, which brings that turgidity, that firmness, that bounce that you should have been enjoying all this time anyway, bringing that back. So we're not changing anything. Going back to the boobs and the face analogy, we're bringing your skin back to the way it's meant to be. Take off your shirt, go home and look at it. That's what you're gonna end up with on the face. Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe not sagging or whatever, but uh, gravity. <laughs> but uh, we just remove that word. And in fact, if we hear it, somebody mention it, we, that we seize an opportunity to correct them. And then when we're correcting them, we are teaching them. And when we're teaching them, we're getting them interested and they become a client. That's how you do it. I've done it at the grocery store in a queue. <laughs> I, years ago. I actually picked up clients years ago when I was still practicing in the grocery store, cocktail parts. You know, wow. just talking like I am now.
1: Wow, that's that's amazing. That's incredible. That's why you're so amazing. Do you know I always have this um thing when people come into the clinic and their skin is really sick, not and I, when I say sick, like you know. Yeah pigmentation, you know, scarring, you know, and they say, oh, can, can I have a peel? And I go, the skin's not well. We need to get it well before we do that. You know, like- yeah, in that
0: case, you do want to get rid of that. Of course, there's also methodology of remove. Yes. Sometimes, as you know well, you've done it yourself, we play piano on the pH scale. <coughs> we'll put a very light acid type of product on that goes way down to under... Uh, about 3.3.5, and when you do that, any of the old dead cells on the surface become very hard right away, boom, acid hardens. That's why pathologists put uh, human parts that they want to preserve into a formaldehyde jar because that's a very strong acid that doesn't denigrate the tissue, it just holds it in stasis. So we want to do something a little bit like that that makes all those little dead cells just on the surface brittle, And then they start to detach from the underlying tissue. And that's what we want. Now we can get in, do more work, bringing that sick skin, as you said, back to homeostasis. That's the big key of DNK is that word, homeostasis, intercellular fluids, all level, everything yin and yang, okay? Uh, We have another method where if it's a different kind of condition, let's say there's a lot of vellus hair and a lot of cystic acne and so on. Then we go way up the other end of the pH scale to around 12 with our alkaline wash. That dissolves everything instantly, boom. Now you have to be careful with that modality because you could actually do an alkaline burn if you weren't well-trained, but our people are well-trained, otherwise they can't use that particular tool. And, And then there's variables in between. Uh, but then later, after the sick skin gets back to health, then perhaps you can sit and talk to that client about something bigger that we do, you know, down the line. And, and basically, Gay, you're quite right. That's how I like to treat t- people the best, is looking at their condition and working appropriately, not from what they heard on the television or saw in an ad or a girlfriend or a boyfriend ad, but what they particularly need. You
1: can always tell when someone's had too many of what we call peels. There's oh, God. Shiny,
0: there's, there's no... It's just shiny and tight looking and red. <laughs> well, they, they are, are dead whites. Like yeah. an old lady with a line of demarcation under their skin. and They've got this plastic fake looking skin, it's dead white. And you know what they tell themselves? Oh, I don't care, I can wear makeup, but I don't have any wrinkles, but it looks fake and it will for the rest of their life. You know, we've managed to turn around a few of those and give it a little bit more. uh, In fact, I I have one distributor, I won't mention her name, I love her to death, uh, who had that before they became BMK. And it took us several years to get her skin tone into a realistic, healthy looking normal tone because she had gone to a surgeon who did a very bad upper and lower blepharoplasty and then did this awful phenyl acid croton oil peel, very severe peel, and it gave her a really strange plasticky look for a long time. But we managed to circumvent it. It took time, though.
1: Sure did. So, yep. Janette, you know, I just am so in awe of what you've created because DMK really has become uh, a product that's sought after. Like, um, you would not believe how many people ring up and say, I've heard you've got DMK. You know, I want to come in and get some of the product there. It is not just a national it is a world household name it's becoming stronger and stronger and i firmly believe that and to get to speak to you the man behind that is incredible so we have to thank you for what you've given us
0: well i have to say this one thing because you said it the right the first time earlier in the podcast i didn't create anything all i did was observe a good scientist We'll sit there by the river, looking at the water, whittling a piece of wood and thinking thoughts, you know, observing everything. And then the technical scientist comes along and puts it together in the laboratory. And then the final production scientist put it out to the public. I'm the first guy. And I have to sort of oversee the rest of the people, too. But still, I'm thinking conceptually. So I didn't create anything. It's already there. And guess what? Even at 78, we just hired Dr. Jayant Nkande, brilliant, brilliant uh, Indian doctor, not only medical doctor, but also bioengineer, Ayurvedic scientist, botanist, brilliant, brilliant chap. This really made me feel alive again. And now we're exploring the mysterious world of genomics. We're working on things for that. We're thinking of why can't we come up with a deep removal system? That's all lipids. In addition to the acids and the alkalines I talked about five minutes ago, we're working on that. There's a, we're looking, we're coming, not throwing out everything, baby with the bathwater and say, no, well that's old. this is all new. But adjunctive things from a different angle that people haven't looked at before in skin. So, you know, we're still carrying on. Uh, that's why I don't think Retirements and on the table for me right away all of a sudden I think oh exciting
1: <laughs> times ahead and um that's that's just amazing what's going to what the future's going to bring for skid care what
0: you're going to bring to the table Unfortunately, the old body lets you down eventually no day you know it does uh, i look good i know that but <laughs> there's other things going on you stand on this planet long enough something's going to go wrong (laughs) that's so true
1: you need to stay amazing Danae. so can i just ask you one question one more question before we go um devices lasers IPLs all those devices just your just a a quick thought on that
0: you know how you have to look at uh, devices is first of all (laughs) oversee all the advertising that that they're saying they do because none of those machines is a one-off and they all look like it is. Okay, think of the modality. Okay, is it a thermogenics, heat? Is it uh, cryo, cold? Is it uh, a light wave? Okay, fine. All of those things, if they're done properly, have a little place in working with skin. But mostly, the most reliable one is the oldest one that most people don't even use anymore. And that's galvanic. And galvanic can do wonderful things if your chemistry is iontophoresis formulated because it's a carrier that actually does something. Uh, Electromagnetic energy is the top of the list. And unfortunately, I don't think the world should be ready for that. We we got into it for a while and, and we still use those machines. (laughs) a lot but they do a lot of other things besides your skin but if you never pin your career on a machine any esthetician that buys a machine because it's popular and everybody's talking about it they want she wants she or he wants to attract clients okay that'll happen but you have not made one dollar on that machine until it's completely paid for think about that so you can use it with dmk we have uh protocol for almost any device, even the dreaded microneedling, you know, uh, which I'm not a big fan of, but I'm not going to even talk about it anymore because it's deaf ears, deaf ears, until there's a mass granuloma on the face, which I've seen several times, and then they're sitting in a court of law, (laughs) falls on deaf ears, very barbaric, and and the dermablading. I mean, I can take more cuticle off with alkaline wash in four minutes flat than two weeks of Taking a scalpel and going across the grain of the epidermis—it doesn't even make sense. Very, very dated. And the thing about dated methodology in this business is, all you have to do is slap a new drag on it, or a new name, and everybody will rush and do it because they don't know that great, great, great grandma and the Greeks and the Romans were doing it, you know, centuries ago. Uh, but anyway, uh, so machines are okay. They look good in the client in the clinic. Uh, bells and whistles and high tech and all that. And they do assist in the treatments. Microcurrent, we uh, do quite a bit before enzyme one, two, and three, because it it doesn't really build muscle, but it kickstarts. So things happen faster. And we've done, uh, we've worked on Julie Newmar, my dear friend, who's also Hollywood royalty, on her precious legs getting, uh, she hasn't walked in seven years, although her beautiful legs are still as shapely as, at age 88 as they were when she was uh, hyped in the movies with those incredibly long, beautiful legs. They're still a little know, So I know she was misdiagnosed to having muscular dystrophy. So we're gonna get her walking in <clears> there. <throat> but whenever we do a body enzyme on her, we put the microcurrent, we crank it up and put it at strategic points that Dr. McConday medically points out to kind of kickstart everything. And so she's starting to get sensation back. She's starting to flex the feet. All these things are happening over time. So the machines do have a place, but they have to be done in conjunction, not as a standalone. Are you gonna end up with cobwebs hanging from new machines and not in business? Because guess what? Just as one new machine becomes big and popular, they're in Korea making another one that's even better. <laughs> and all the public have to go to get that one. So you have to be careful with equipment. Know what it does, know what the modality does and how it works in with the chemistry and everything else.
1: So true. Now, there's just one other side to this incredible man today. You have, you're have also an author of The Maybelline Prince, which is an incredible book.
0: <laughs> <Can't you> just... <laughs> it's selling more now again. It's so funny now. People are buying it on audio. The millennials, they like audio, I guess, because the publisher said the Amazon sales on audio was going off the roof. All that money goes to the Harvey Milk Foundation. Uh, They're making a movie, yes. That's what you're gonna ask. They are finally a a kid that went to college with my nephew, Drew, who is the head of DMK USA sales. Uh, His name is Seth. Uh, He was taking uh, cinematography in college. And they would spend week up, weekends up at my estate because he lived with me during those years. I, I put him through college. <laughs> and this kid would come up. And so I said to him one time, well, what do you think of Citizen Kane and Betty Davis in these classes you're taking? Never heard of them. I go, what? No, they don't mention that. I go, what kind of teachers are teaching cinematography?" And I didn't mention Citizen Kane or Betty Davis or Joan Crawford. So every Sunday I'd fix him. He's a big, tall, skinny kid from uh, Indiana. Farm boy. So he'd come up and I'd fix him big, fat dinners like his mother would make and forced him to watch the classics. Now, several years later in his 40s, married with a kid, successful producer, has his company, Hello Productions, in Burbank, bought a big brand new building with sound stages and everything. He had been working secretly on a script for the Maybelline Prince, not even mentioning it because he feels he owes me something. And he's excited about this. So I, it's just developing. I, I had nothing to do with it. It came out of the woodwork. Jack Griffo, G-R-I-F-F-O, if you want to Google him, is a young actor that's going to play me in the 70s. And I had him up to dinner with his girlfriend. And I thought, yeah. I even had some of my old clothes from the 70s. I put on him, and they fit. Uh, then I went to see a movie that he made. And I thought, my God, this kid not only can act, but he has screen presence. Julie Newmar was gonna take the role of Evelyn F. Williams in the book, she'd be perfect. She is Evelyn F. Williams, but her health, it's not her health so much she just finally said, I really can't do the film today. She said, I wished I could, if you'd have come to me with this 10 years ago, I'd have jumped all over it. She says, but I'm just not dependable. And she knew, she knows that If someone can't make it that day for the shoot at the studio, $17,000, $20,000 goes down the drain. She knows this. She's been a movie star for years. She knows the cost. So she will do a cameo. So we're writing a scene at the Newport Beach wig salon for her, one of the celebrity clientele that's come in. Um, She may, I don't know, something could happen Dave. She could change her mind. Once the script is done, who knows? She may say, well, okay, (laughs) I'll do it. But yeah, it's in the making and it's just weird to me. Uh, DMK even invested in it, which is another shock to me that Randy and everybody would have so much faith that they would go ahead and invest in it. Um, yeah, I'm quite, hopefully Daniel Dixon and Debbie, you know how showmanship they are. They like to do everything in such a big way. I'm hoping that when it's finished that each of the DMK countries has their own red carpet. Yeah. You know.
1: I've seen a photo of that um, actor, and he, seriously, there is a strong resemblance there. So the one
0: with the black and white striped yeah. yes. it's. Yes. He's got the cheeky whatever I had back then. <laughs> you know, you're right.
1: So it, it's going to be amazing. Now, you mentioned Harvey Milk, the Harvey Milk Foundation, and you and Randy and Dean Kate is a huge supporter of that. Um, so as he- they
0: are of us. Now think of it, think of it. Yeah. Dr. Andrey Sotnik, God rest his soul, you know he was assassinated and he was distributor of DMK Ukraine, my go to young dermatologist, and his wife has taken over uh, in his place and she's become a superwoman as I told her to. I said, You have got to quit the grieving. Of course, you're going to grieve and grieve, but You've, you've got that little boy over there that's going to be famous like his daddy someday. You've got to be super cool. Take this over. You're not going to let this pull you down. And she did. <clears throat> but Stuart Milk, who's the head of the Harvey Milk Foundation, who's Harvey's nephew, <clears throat> organized the DMK Ukraine's 20th year anniversary at the American embassy. They never thought they would have something like that. Wow. It was full everything. And then uh, uh, Ambassador Rick Grinnell from Germany came in, and he ended up being national security advisor under Trump, which, well, never mind. But anyway, it was a huge gala thing. These people never dreamed they would be, all because of Harvey Milk. And then also Daniel Dixon did a tremendous Harvey Milk float for the the last, uh, what do you call it, Mardi Gras Pride, Gay Pride in Sydney. <clears throat> I was in that. Uh, what a what a fabulous time. And they also organized not only the American embassy to greet us and have or whatever, but a fabulous dinner that raised $25,000. And Daniel did this by the seat of his pants. So he didn't have that much time to organize. And boom, boom, boom. You were there. You I was. Were there. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Just amazing. So, yeah. We, we donate simply because number one, we do believe that every human on the planet has the right to be exactly who they are anytime, anywhere, any place. We know that. And that's the, the whole diversity thing includes women's rights, not just LGBTQ. And Stuart, this humble, humble man who's not well, travels the world intrepidly, has the ears of, of heads of state, of royalty, presidents, everything. And advances this cause so we can that's how we got together i told him one at, at a state dinner once years ago we were together um i said you know i travel a lot too and we have people in every country maybe we can do something together and so we can talk to this business is charity is good business we were just open about it you know we donate to you you open doors for us back and forth reciprocity and it works and just be honest you know, so, yeah, we we enjoy it a lot.
1: But you should be incredibly proud of the legacy that you've built. I mean, it is a family, and it's a worldwide family, DMK. I mean, right. I think everyone is proud to be associated, and and they talk around the world, which is something that you created. So,
0: simply- well, you know, as I get older day I have to be honest with you, and you'll see when your time comes, that your mind starts, the past starts coming back a lot and in great detail. You forget what you came into the kitchen for or to the bathroom to get for a second or two, but, or what happened or what you ate for dinner that day before. But all of these old times at DMK, the original distributors and the marvelous times that I had, when the Dixons, when they were young, with Susan of Germany, when she, and they were all young. And I was, and I was middle-aged then. And I was traveling around the world with a little box of before and after slides and a flip chart. That's how we taught. There was no PPT or anything like that in those days. So it wasn't even an internet. We faxed everything and how we built it. And I enjoyed wonderful things in each country that no tourist would ever, ever get to see. The royal wedding in, in, in uh, Norway when Hexa, God rest her soul slipped me in as a famous professor from America, so therefore I should be invited. All this crazy stuff. It wasn't like any company ever did things. You know, we never advertised for needed our uh, wanting distributor in such and such a country. We were invited to every single country. Daniel Dixon spent almost a year, 23 years of age, hounding me because we had distribution in Australia, as you may remember, long, long time ago. And even that wouldn't have gone as far as it did if it had to been for Mary Kay and Linda Murdoch of of, the the Australian Beauty Association promoting me and letting me write so many articles all the time. But then Daniel, finally I caved into this this aggressive young man and never looked back and look what what they've done. I mean, come on. It's been a a journey of love and family and wonderful, wonderful times. Oh, as I said older I get the more it all comes back at night I just relive all of that so it was a great great ride
1: well today um I just want to thank you for today you're incredible to get to talk to you is an honor and a privilege and
0: um... I wouldn't turn you down for one second day come on <laughs> <laughs> when ali told me i said hell yeah come on let's go
1: no thank you and thank you for what you do for the aesthetic industry and everything else that you do making amazing movies <laughs> writing incredible books i just i know that there's another 30 years to get to go on here what you're going to do in that time is going to be amazing so thank you today thanks for everything that you do
0: right back at you kid <laughs> right back at you